Hello, and welcome to Vita Compass. I'm Cris Ferraz-Prad, and I'm happy to be here with you. I thought it was nice to tell you guys a bit more about the podcast. So, um, the episodes will focus mostly on psychological aspects involved in the way we live our lives and build our society, inner world and outer world interactions. I want to keep it around 6 to 12 minutes, and I like to include questions in it. They invite us to reflect, and they also encourage dialogue, so we'll have some questions also. And today, I would like to talk about death anxiety and the pandemic. The beginning of 2020 started with death, confusion and fear in China. People dying from a new disease some assumed was a simple cold. As the weeks went by and other countries had to deal with the same virus, the reality of a crisis in health systems and people dying from respiratory failure around the world increased fears of getting sick and dying amongst us all. Since very ancient times, humans have been struggling to deal with the fact that there is an end to living. Seneca, a Roman philosopher from the first century, wrote many essays about death. Existential psychologists focus on what they call the main concerns of every human being, freedom, loneliness, need for meaning, and death. The exact experiences we all are sharing around the world. When death is vague and we only think about it in an intellectual way, feelings are much less intense. If we were to think about death in a daily basis, sensing that it was something about to happen, it would be agonizing and paralyzing. We wouldn't have energy to do anything. Still, if we do not think about it at all, we miss the point of living and our purposes in life may be forgotten. We can explore death and dying from a medical, anthropological, psychological, sociological and spiritual perspectives. It's been a subject that brings curiosity for some and repulse for others. Nonetheless, it brings anxiety for all of us. Sheldon Solomon, a social psychologist, together with Jeff Greenberg and Tom Pazinski, explore the concept first developed by Ernest Becker of death anxiety. They developed a theory called terror management theory. The idea is that we, as a civilization, created certain structures in order to protect us from this type of anxiety. Structures that can offer some relief from it and also provide meaning, such as religious institutions and also political and financial structures, symbolisms created by humans. 
Humanity have been dealing with the mysteries of death and dying since we became aware of a limited time on Earth. Archaeologists can tell us about it. So, those guys decided to research about death anxiety. And one of their conclusions is that if our society creates symbols and structures to protect from the fear of death, when we encounter a group of people who has a different set of beliefs and use different symbols and rituals, we feel threatened by them. Our values are shaken. If the other is right, then I'm wrong. If the right God is the Polynesian one, then I am in big trouble. I've been praying for the wrong God. When there is a tendency to rigid beliefs, being judgmental is a common attitude. And a way to manage this anxiety is to enhance rituals or symbols, belittle the other, and to spend a lot of energy feeding the idea that people that have a different set of beliefs are the wrong ones. When people feel threatened, it's easy to justify violence. It's important to note that spirituality is a crucial part of our humanity. However, when the energy dedicated to it is directed towards attacking others, the purpose of spirituality is misrepresented. The research of Solomon and his friends makes sense to me. And an important point is that there is no escape from death anxiety, but there is a way to cope with it without panicking, destroying others, and constructing thick walls inside and out. The best coping mechanism is nurturing close relationships, securely attached relationships. It is in the experience of feeling loved and loving that we manage death anxiety at our best. So here comes the questions. How do you cultivate kindness in your life? How can you nourish your close relationships in a time of pandemic? To think about ways of keeping in touch with people we love throughout hard times can contribute to our mental health in a great way, can help us with self-esteem and confidence. I hope you can give yourself some time to think about it, not only with your head, but put your heart into it also. And if you have time, grab a cup of tea and maybe write down thoughts and feelings that you are aware of. I hope you can give yourself some time. And I'll see you next week. Take good care of yourself. My kids say I have a funny English accent. The option for an English podcast was to be able to invite more people to join in the reflections. But, if you know Portuguese, go ahead and check for the titles in Portuguese. 
If you want to know more about this whole thing, check out the website, vitalcompass.com. Compass with a K.